Alberta's curriculum. The government's decision to proceed with the rollout of their controversial curriculum, despite the call of concern from teachers, is raising a lot of eyebrows. And we're going to talk about it right now with the president of the Alberta Teachers Association, Jason Schilling. Jason, thank you so much for making time this afternoon. Really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you having me on your show. Thank you. Jason, I think I know where you're uh, where you're coming from on this. You've written an opinion piece for the Edmonton Journal. And the title of that article is Rollout of Alberta's New Curriculum Gets a Failing Grade. So pretty clear what your stance is on this. Let's talk a little bit about what this new curriculum really even looks like. Can you give us some of the details? Well, yeah, we've been actually talking about the curriculum for a while now, and we were concerned when the the first draft came out uh, um, about a year and a half ago about what this would mean for the impact in schools because teachers were concerned with the content that there was too much content that uh, there wasn't not there wasn't a, a lot of um, thought put into how the the students would learn from grade to grade. So scaffolding, or is what we call it, or scope or sequencing. I'm trying not to use too many teachery terms here, but how students would learn from grade to grade. And so we're starting to see with the implementation of the K-3 math and English language literacy this year, um, a lot of the concerns that we have come to fruition. Um, we've been hearing from teachers that they're not satisfied um, with the curriculum as it has been done and the resourcing and the PD that has been available to them to prepare for their students to learn from this new curriculum and now we have an announcement from government to basically copy the same implementation plan but do it this time for science um, French language arts French immersion and for math and English for grades four to six and that's just caused a lot of concern on our part because we're seeing our teachers are already stretched to the max in our schools and adding one more thing on top of them to do with their students um, we're worried that uh, this new curriculum is going to fail them and we don't want to see that happen. Tell me what the consultation has been, if any, between teachers, the Alberta Teachers Association and the government. Um, very little, if any, and, and that's a change from the way that curriculum used to be developed for for years. We used to be involved with um, Alberta Education and the government in curriculum development for decades, which is why we've had such a high-performing uh, education system in you know English-speaking countries. We always perform perform very well on those exams because teachers have always been at the table to develop curriculum, to look at the writing, to see how it maps out from one grade to the other grade so that students have the prerequisite knowledge that they have to look at the resources that teachers and students would need and also to look at the assessment and how this new curriculum would work with students who have special needs because a lot of that consideration has not been taken um, with this new curriculum that we're, we're dealing with right now. So how do you how do you rationalize this then? I, I mean, what what is the reason behind implementing a curriculum that teachers haven't been consulted on? You write in your article that 62% of teachers that are teaching this new curriculum so far uh, report that they're dissatisfied with it. So why? Why are we here? Well, and I would add to that as well that 62% are saying that they're dissatisfied with the math curriculum, and that's where we're seeing a lot of um, concerns raised by teachers. Why we're moving forward with this, I think it has a lot to do with politics and political ideologies. You'll recall when uh, government, our current government was running for election in 2019, they were going to shred the curriculum that had been in works for up to 10 years at that point and start over again, which is what they did. And they 
started over again without teachers' involvement in that. Um, teachers know what will work and what won't work in their classrooms and how students learn their experts in curriculum and teaching and work with students day in and day out, and they were left out of that conversation. And I think as we get into this new election that's coming up um, here in May, it's a little bit of trying to get this in place before that and we're saying delay the implementation so that we can get this right for our students so that we don't you know i'm hearing from teachers saying you know kids in grade two and grade three are, are they hate math now they hate going to school and that's not the object of what uh, elementary school is supposed to be about do you think that this goes hand in hand with the many absences that were reported this year or do you think that that's a different issue Oh, I think there's a lot of compounding issues that you're seeing here. A lot of the absences that we're seeing this year really has to do with sort of the the effects of the last couple of years within the pandemic, which has had a huge impact on our schools, mm-hmm. our teachers and our students. And uh, that's really when we talk to to teachers. Curriculum is a big issue, but the social, emotional, behavioral impacts that we're seeing in our classrooms that are sort of coming out of the last couple of disruptive years are really key, key things that teachers are worried and concerned about. You know, teachers are saying, if I could just spend time in my classroom just teaching with my students, build those relationships, help their students catch up with the things that they, they may have missed over the last couple of years, that would be great. But now they're really focused on, you know, trying to find resources for phys ed or math that aren't out there for them while they're trying to implement a new curriculum. And then the government saying, okay, well, you're scrambling for that. Here you go. Here's something else for you to do as well. And I think the frustration from teachers, students, and their parents is, is really quite prevalent right now. And it doesn't seem like government's listening. I'm curious if you can clarify, Jason, for for myself and for our listeners, when we're talking about the curriculum, are we talking about exactly what is being taught or does it also have to do with how it's it's being designed to be taught? Because you'll get people that argue that, well, teachers have a little bit of creative control. Maybe if they don't necessarily love the curriculum, maybe they can, you know, use their expertise as educators to sort of finesse it a little bit, to present it in a way that they choose to. Is that even an option? Yeah, it is. And it's an option, though, that was sort of disappeared with this new draft of the curriculum. So curriculum or the program of studies is what teachers are teaching students in class. And then what we would call pedagogy is how I would teach that. So, for instance, I'm a high school English teacher, so I get a list of, you know, the concepts that need to be covered in class. And then I have some autonomy and some professional judgment on what resources I bring in class, except for Shakespeare. You know, I'm going to bring in uh, Rome. Everybody reads Rome and Juliet in grade 10 for some reason. Um, So what we find with the new curriculum, though, is that it was very prescriptive about these are the the concepts that you have, um, this is how you can teach it, and these are the resources that you should use. Um, Not all the resources, though, provide you that flexibility um, as a teacher to say, you know what, that's not going to work with this group of kids that I have, or it doesn't allow for a lot of differentiation if you have students with special needs who need different resources. And you've always had that flexibility, and now that flexibility is, is sort of taken out of out of the, the conversation here. We find this new curriculum is very prescriptive in that way. Okay, I'm looking at the clock right now and assuming that most teachers are going to be wrapped up in their lesson plans. So uh, I won't ask necessarily for comments from current educators, but former mm-hmm. educators and parents, I would love to know your thoughts on this controversial curriculum. You can send a text into 780-496-0063. Jason, I do have a couple more questions. 
questions that I want to get to. If you will so kindly yeah, yeah. hang on the line. We do have to take a little break. Chelsea on Ted will be back in three minutes. Talking about Alberta's new school curriculum and talking about it right now with the president of the Alberta's Alberta Teachers Association, excuse me, Jason Schilling. Jason, thank you so much for hanging on the line. Uh, appreciate your time. I think this is an important conversation and I do have a few more questions that I want to get to with you while we have you. You bet. There are some some texters weighing in as we're having this conversation, and I like to take some mm-hmm. of the comments that we're getting in real time from people listening to this. And someone's saying the new curriculum depends on teaching unrelated facts instead of teaching critical thinking skills that are so needed. Can you address that and kind of expand on exactly what some of these issues are with the curriculum? Yes, that was a very that's a very good observation, and it had, we really highlighted that when we first looked at the draft curriculum that was released about two years ago. I would say now at this point, and time's fuzzy through the pandemic, so I might have the timelines wrong on that one. But the fact that we're seeing um, a lot of content within uh, these grades, and if you recall the controversy around the social studies curriculum, for example, was a lot of memorization of facts. Um, that pre, you know went back to the beginning of time to you know where history is moving forward, but those ideas didn't connect together. There was a lot of information for kids to learn, but not a lot of reasoning as to why they were learning it. Mm. And when you want to work with kids in a way that makes them think critically about the things that they're reading or looking at, that really that's really important as to why am I learning it? Um, what's the point, and how do I apply this moving forward? We just don't want students who are going to um, regurgitate a bunch of facts back on a test because at the end of the day, um, we want to engage their learning in a way that is a little bit more creative and creativity was really missing from the draft of the curriculum. So are you optimistic that the government will listen? I mean, as we said, you've written an article, an opinion piece for the Edmonton Journal uh, and been quite vocal uh, about the, the issues that you find with the new curriculum. Do you feel that they're listening? Um, not really, no. I would say that uh, we've seen government step back in some areas on curriculum. I mean, it, originally the plan was all six subjects and all six grades all at once. And I think I said in an earlier press release, you know, everything everywhere all at once was a great Oscar winning movie. I love that movie, but it's not a great concept for curriculum implementation. It's it's too much at one time. So we need government to listen to teachers when they say these are the things that we need to do in order to make uh, this curriculum work. Um, We need to refine the parts that aren't working, for instance, in math and and some sections that we're seeing in um, English language arts and phys ed, like phys ed teachers are really saying there's a lot of classroom work, like kids aren't moving enough in terms of how the old curriculum was set up. They're they're in their desk more during phys ed than they are necessarily moving around the gym. So there's uh, things that we need to do to improve this and we need um, government to, to listen so that we can get this right. I mean, teachers want to see a new curriculum. We want to see an update it one that's modern, diverse, inclusive, and um, because the one that we have is outdated, but we want to make sure that we get this right for our students. You know, Jason, to me, it makes sense to hear from teachers and educators and and to get the perspective of those that are actually doing the work and seeing the results of students and engaging them on a day-to-day basis and really have a firm Mm -hmm. understanding of what this looks like. But there is questions that go down the line of, well, teachers are are paid to teach, not not to design the curriculum. Uh, So what do you you say to that? How do you address... Come. There are texts that there are, are of that tone. They're saying someone saying teachers are hired to teach. They're not hired to design curriculums. How do you approach yeah. that? 
Well, we've been teachers have been involved in curriculum design for decades up to that. So, for instance, we would have working groups that uh, government would, um, you know, pay for substitute time for teachers to come and work with uh, Alberta Education around working group tables to look at the curriculum, uh, write curriculum, uh, map it out, see how it works, and then traditionally in the past, what we've done once that is is has been written by teachers and other experts, you know, who work at Alberta Ed and, and people at universities who are, are key into uh, research around that, you know, how students learn in, in other areas around curriculum. And then it's field tested for a year. Um, and then teachers work with it and say, okay, this worked, this didn't have to work. Let's go back. Let's refine that. Teachers have always been involved in that process. It's just not been seen. Um, and this government really changed that in 2019 when they ripped up a member of under, memorandum of understanding between the association and government on being equal partners on curriculum development. We've always been providing that, uh, that teacher voice and their expertise on how students learn through this process. It's just changed a lot dramatically through um, the last several years. Jason, thank you so much for, for taking so much time out of your day to have this conversation. I really appreciate getting your perspective. I, I could fill up the next three hours if you want. <laughs> well, by all means, uh, we'll just move aside all of our other guests. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I appreciate that. So I thank you that, for your time. I like it. Yeah, we will definitely chat again. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Jason Chilling is the president of the Alberta Teachers Association talking about the rollout of Alberta's new curriculum.